Hello everyone and welcome to the Rise Up Buttercup podcast, where we share the incredible stories of those who have risen up against the odds to live a life of passion and purpose. In each episode, you are going to hear about the highs, the lows, and everything in between, along with some valuable lessons that you can apply to your own life if you so choose. Our mission here at A Higher Way of Living is to inspire you to rise up and courageously pursue whatever your life is calling you to. My name is Amy Gerhartz and I am your host for this podcast. And after 20 years of entertainment, I am now a mindset coach, a certified NLP practitioner and hypnotherapist, and as you guessed it, the founder of A Higher Way of Living. And for those of you who might be curious about how you can achieve more out of your life, I want you to know that my company offers a wide variety of personal and professional development services designed specifically to support you in removing your limiting beliefs and roadblocks so that you can create a new and empowering mindset to rise up to who you're meant to be. I would love to invite you to come over and join our community at ahigherwayofliving.com. You can also follow us on all of the social media platforms. And also don't forget to take advantage of the free gift that we are offering at the end of this episode. Now, I would love to introduce you to today's guest. Brittany Fentress is a wellness and joy coach who empowers women to heal their self-harming habits and unlock their wild, authentic, luminous joy. She is a healer, mystic, ritualist with a heart for God and believes that when we remove the habits that distract us from our purpose in this life, we can create a life of wealth and abundance. Brittany is one of my favorite human beings. I have known her for a while, and she has so much passion and authenticity and wisdom to share with you guys. So let's go ahead and dive into our conversation. Hey, Brittany, thank you so much for being here today for the Rise Up Buttercup podcast. Ooh, I'm excited. I am excited for the adventure we are about to go on. I am so pumped too. And I also want to say for those of you who are watching this video in any form of replay that you'll see it, we are matching today, like the matching black turtlenecks. I love it. It was a dark black, it was a dark moon, um, full moon, or sorry, new moon last night. Oh, so. was it? Maybe that could be our thing. That, I could, don't know. that could be the thing. That could be the thing. So obviously, you know, I was so excited to have you here today because you and I have known each other for a long time. Uh, we are both equally passionate about serving people and especially on their healing journeys. Uh, we've talked, you know, I've done some stuff with you. We've talked about self-harming behaviors. We've talked about joy. We've talked about a lot of other things. And I thought it was such um, an amazing conversation that I really wanted you to be here to impart some wisdom on my listeners for the podcast and the people that might stumble across this um, and really share your story, right? We, we hear all of these wonderful stories about people that are living their purpose and living their life, but we forget about all of the, the roads that needed to be traveled in order to get there. I know. So uh, would tell, tell the listeners a little bit more about you. How did you, how did you get onto your path of where you are now? Oh my gosh. Um, we have all like... the time in the world, by the way. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel like I've had so many, I've been blessed with many lives in this life. Um, even right before we went and hit play, we we're talking about that. Um, yeah. I think the first time it's, if I go back and I look at the thread that was in between all the things that happened in my life, all the, the trauma, all the, the parts where I was like, are you really seriously, this is happening. Um, 
it was, was I being authentic to who I wanted to be, mm. who, and it usually was no, it was, I was being inauthentic. I wasn't allowing myself to be the person I wanted to be. I wasn't speaking my truth. When we say speaking our truth, like I was keeping it all inside and these dreams and that I was not even allowing myself to dream. Mm. So I'll go back all the way to in 2010, 20, 2000, I will go like around 2010. I used to be an Arabic translator and I translated for the government for about eight years. And I realized much, much later, the reason the why, and I'll go back to that later, but I was in so much depression. I didn't know that until now, Mm -hmm. like around now, like in the last five, 10 years, like the five-ish years, I realized, oh my God, I've been depressed most of my life. I was working in a a government job where there were, um, what do you call those fluorescent lighting and cubicles and everything was in this Oh, the sapia tone, you know, it's like Like this the grays and the tans. And we weren't even allowed to have the windows open. There were curtains blocking the windows just in case. Um, Or I worked in a basement or it was just a place where I was completely, and I had headsets on and I was just like down in my computer eight hours a day. And if you know me, I am a very energetic promoter, like very lively. I love talking. I love connecting. So I put myself in a box that was the complete opposite of me. And the reason why I did that was I grew up pretty poor. Yeah, no, we were on food stamps looking for money. Um, my, I was, my mother was always struggling. I'm the oldest of six kids. My dad, on the other hand, did very well. So with my dad, it was one way, but with my mom, who I lived with most of my life and I was, we were pretty poor and I worked since the age of 12. I've had a job since 12, which is crazy. When I say that, I'm like, wow, I have been nonstop since that age, but I found a job that could support me. Like, oh, I have a job that can take care of me. I have all the insurance. I have, um, the retirement package. And it's a job that had like a high clearance level. So I also was like, my parents are proud. I graduated college. I'm doing this job that's serving my country. I'm making, I'm making everybody else proud. And I got to a point where I was crying every day on the way to work. I'd get on the bus. I'd wake up at 5 a.m. to get to work and sit in my computer by eight. I didn't have a car. I took the the Metro or the, the Amtrak up to work. and. I'd be crying on the train. I'd be crying in the elevator up this, and I would either be crying or I would miss out on work because I was constantly sick. My stomach always hurt. I was never feeling well. I was always getting sick. I used all my sick leave like constantly. So I was always having to rebuild sick leave. And I hit this point like, okay, I get to, I get to shift. I'm going to, I'm going to try working for this company or this agency. So I'd apply to that agency and then something would come up and it wouldn't work and it wouldn't go through. And then the foreign service and like, Oh, that didn't go through. Or I kept trying everything else. And then I got accepted to go to the FBI to be in the FBI. And I was over the moon excited to go because I'm like, Oh, it's a pay raise. I get to <laughs> use guns. I, I grew up, I grew up in the country. So it'd be like the movies, <laughs> be like the movies. And And then I 
really believe that God and the universe or your source, whatever you believe in, if you are in a direction that is not meant for you, Mm. you will be stopped. If they're like, you're going full force in a completely wrong direction and you're scared that what if I'm going the wrong way? Oh, the door will slam on you. I promise you something will come up for me. I was training for a Quantico two weeks about to go into Quantico and I had a really this pain in the back of my calf and my left leg. And I went to the emergency room because I couldn't walk literally. It hurt so bad. I couldn't walk on it. And I thought I just, I just pinched a nerve. I'll be fine. And 30 minutes later, they come in like, you almost died. You have a blood clot. Oh, wow. I was the age 27 with a blood clot about to pass into my, past the knee. Once it passed your knee, you will have a stroke and die. It pretty much your um, lungs fill with your own blood. Oh my and gosh. You can, it goes really quickly. And so it was no, like, and then that doctor was like, nope, you don't get to join Quantico because you would need to be on blood thinners for the rest of your life. And if you get hit or shot, like you will die. And he refused to sign the paper for me to follow through. So there goes my dream mm. at that time. Like, oh my God, what am I going to do? And so I was still working at the other agency and um, that I can't name actually. Yeah. Um, but I wonder and, if I know which one that is. <laughs> I, have a, I have a few friends that, that have jobs that they can't tell me about. And I'm like, you're a secret agent, aren't you? And oh, everybody like, loves <laughs> To say that and they're like, oh, I'm like, you have these dreams that it's so lovely. I'm like, no, just think beige, beige and sapia, sapia tones. That's all it is. Um, and I went back crying and I was listening to Florence, the machine, um, mm-hmm. co- cosmic love on the way to work one day. And I burst into tears again, but this time it was the aha. Oh my God, I'm in my own way. Like where I'm going and where I've been forcing has been the wrong direction. And there's a reason why I've been stopped and told no. And I realized that I was so stuck on my ego and I wanted to make my parents proud. And I was doing everything because I was doing it for someone else. Yeah. I wasn't working at this, this agency and I wasn't doing this for me. I wasn't doing it cause it felt good. Like I love languages. I, at that time spoke five. I only didn't like, cause I was good at it. It was, I was, if you've listened to um, the big leap by Gay Hendricks, it was a zone of excellence. I have a lot of excellent zones, mm-hmm. <laughs> but not my zone of genius. And I just decided that day I was done. Like I'm leaving. And I put in my two weeks notice and I left, I started an interior design home staging business. Cause I grew up with an interior design mom and a contracting dad. So I'm like, I'm going to stage homes for sale. Have I done that before? No, <laughs> but I know that I could. Yeah. And I'm really good at it. And I was good at it. And it, the point here was I was never sick. I never got sick after that. I didn't get sick for like four or five years. Wow. My stomachs went away. So there, that authenticity, like following my heart really is like, I always loved interior design. I loved creating spaces. So fast forward a bit of time and I find myself back in California where my ex-husband grew up and I find myself bawling on the ground again in the bathroom. And this is, you know, we two kids now 
And my husband wanted to leave me. And I had also just had a horrible bicycle accident. I had impaled myself with a handlebars. And so I'd found myself in that moment again of my, my legs hurt, I'm in pain and I'm having someone tell me I'm in love with someone else. Oh gosh. And it was that aha. It took a few months to get the aha, like what's the gift in it? But the gift was I'm living a life that's not me again. I have been living a life that is not my purpose. Um, And seeing, cause I thought, oh, here's the plan again. Like I have the house, I have the children, I have the husband, I have the cars, I have the things I want. Yet my relationship wasn't what I wanted. Like my relationship with my ex-husband wasn't what I thought I would get. Like it was never the marriage. If I'm really honest with myself that I thought I'd ever, that I'd get, like God promised me Mm. that like, I'd always felt a little off. And I thought like, oh, he just needs to change or I need to change. And mostly I thought he needed to change for us. (laughs) Um, And that's ideal for us to do that. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But when he left, I realized like, oh my God, not only was he unhappy, but I was actually really unhappy and I wasn't living who I wanted to be. And, and that was, I wasn't comfortable being um, a woman of faith in my marriage because that's not what he believed. So I hid my authenticity. I had put my spiritual self in a closet and just pretended she wasn't there. And, and I had shut down my intuition because for quite a long time, I knew he was having an affair. I knew it. I felt it. I knew it. I called him out on it, but I kept telling my intuition. She was wrong. It, nope, you're fine. He says, everything's fine. You need to shut up. So I shut her down too. Mm. So when I came out of that, I had realized, oh my God, I need to start listening to me. I need to like really pay attention to when my intuition speaking to me. And a lot of the time your intuition, you know, this is it's keeping you safe. It just wants to keep you safe. People say, oh, my gut, my intuition is telling me this, that's to keep you safe. But like, it was my gut telling me something's off, something's wrong, and you really need to take care of it. And especially the day um, that when I impaled myself with the handlebars, it's a thing. Didn't realize you can do that. Um, When he'd walked into the hospital room, it was that moment. I knew something was really wrong because it was like that instead of running to you, like that whole, you know, you almost died yeah. running and crying and saying, you're sorry. It was the complete opposite. It was like silence. And there was a weirdness in the room. And so you fast forward to where I am now and the well, beautiful- really, really quickly before yeah. we fast forward, if it's okay, I, I would love go to ahead. go back to this point of the intuition, because I think it's so powerful and it's something that I'm now even, you know, uh, seven years on my, my journey of, of self-discovery and now healing my, you know, helping to heal others in their process or, or guide them into healing. I should say, I don't do any of the work they do it for themselves, but that intuition is so powerful. And I think so many times, especially as women, and I'm not saying that men can't relate to this too. I'm just obviously not a man. I don't know what they experience, but we're told we're crazy. We're told we're making it up. We're told we're overreacting. Yep. We're told that, you know, and I was that person too. I, 
I have been told by so many people over the last year this that I have incredible intuition. And it's this lesson that I've been learning of like, oh, I could have trusted this. And I just didn't trust it. I didn't trust myself. I didn't trust, you know, all of, of the intuition I have. And the, and we as humans, male or female or non-binary, whatever you identify with, we as human beings have a natural intuition that we just don't tap into. Like we can yeah. read people, we can see things, we can experience things. Now, the key to that is then going back and dissecting and having that honest conversation of, all right, my intuition is trying to protect me. Why is that from like a real source of what's really happening? Like the affair that you knew is really happening, or is it my past triggers and traumas yep. coming up? You know, there's, there's more to it, but I think that message you just said of trusting yourself and you knew the whole time, every time I've ignored my intuition, very similar to you, I've known, I've yeah. known like in hindsight, like a new I knew with so many relationships that things weren't right, but we make so many, so many excuses because we just want it to be. Yeah. The, when you just hit you're crazy or you're, I remember the conversation of like, let me just get personal, but I just wanted to have sex with my ex at the time. And we hadn't had been having sex. I'm like, this isn't normal. We're in our thirties. And I remember him saying, why is it always about sex? Like, wait, what? Like, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh like, yeah. But we're married. Yeah. We're married. That's what you get. Like, that's yeah. why we're together. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, and to be told, and there's like, you're just being crazy. Like we had, and like, no, 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 no. Like, and then me thinking like, oh, maybe I am. And yeah. And which is called gaslighting. If oh, you know. it's the worst possible thing that I think someone can do to another human being. And being told, I think that was it when someone's telling you what you're feeling is not real. Yeah. And like that kept happening over and over and over and over again. And then I remember thinking like, this is my husband. I just get to trust him. I get to trust what he's saying is real because he's my husband. Like why, if I can't prove it. And luckily I got, I finally got to prove it. But if you are doubting yourself and it keeps coming up, there's something there. And there's always, like you were saying, there's always something there. And I love how you brought up, is it you just bring up your old stories versus is it real? Because in my marriage now, I would say my marriage now can be the most difficult relationship of my life because he challenges me on every level. But challenges me in a way where he wants me to grow. We want each other to grow. And he doesn't want me to stay stuck in my stories or the old traumas or triggers. And I, let's say with my first marriage, it was easy. My first marriage was easy. We never fought, but that's because we weren't challenging each other. We weren't holding each other high. And, mm -hmm. and we were both kind of like, we we're both the kind of person where we didn't like controversy or getting into it. So we just would hide mm. <laughs> versus my husband is versus Simon. He's like, no, it gets to be this way. And because he's made that door open, I get to be that way. Like, oh no, I get to say when something doesn't feel good for me. And he does too. So what I love when you said, it's like, you got to be careful with your intuition. Sometimes my intuition's like, Oh, you're in the wrong marriage now. Like, no, 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 no. That's a trigger. Like that's a story. Cause you get to check with your gut. Yeah. Is that a real thing? Or am I just scared right now? Because yeah. he, he brought something up that scares me. 
But I think what's so amazing is, is what you just said. You both open the space for each other to be able to have those conversations yeah. and to be able to say, Hey, something feels off and then not be met with the gaslighting, not be yeah. met with it to being opposite. And, and this is something I'm just learning as well too. Cause you know, never married, no kids here. Uh, I'd like to be someday, but the more I evolve and the more I share space with men that have evolved, I realize the difference in the conversation Mm -hmm. Even if it never goes into a relationship, even if it never goes somewhere, but the difference of being opposite of someone who says, Hey, I hear you. And I see you, and I'm not going to laugh at you or make fun of you or push you away or make you feel like you've done something wrong or make you feel like you're making things up, which yeah. going back to it before, you know, the gaslighting I've, I've, I, and, and granted, I, I think that we could debate this all day long about what, what the worst type of pain is, but to me, when someone gets into your head and makes you feel like when someone mentally manipulates you and when someone mentally plays games with your thoughts and your memories and, and, and does that type of gaslighting that that can be just as damaging is if not more so than any other type of physical trauma that someone might go through. Um, yeah. just in my opinion, you know, um, but then again, we have so many different types of traumas and stuff out there, but I, I love that, that you have found and, and you know, the difference now between what's healthy and what's unhealthy. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I mean, how did I source it? Like, Oh gosh, I was around it as a child. Like the, but definitely I have a parent that does that. And like, Oh, after going through my divorce and seeing it and seeing it now, like, Oh, I have a parent that does this. That's why it was really comfortable. Like, that's how like I felt comfort in that. And that was like home, like, oh, that person's like home, but that didn't mean it was good for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I love it. And what I love as we're talking about my marriage now, and it was Simon who, when I started the first day, one of the first dates we had, it was the second date. He asked me, Hey, what's your relationship with God? I was like, Whoa, okay. Um, <laughs> it's like, when's the last time you spoke to God? And I'm like, and then I was honest and like on my run in the redwoods, like that's where I go. That's the only place. That's the place I feel safe to have a relationship. That's my churches and the outdoors, the nature, but it was him. It was like, he opened a door and it was like, here, you get to come out of your closet. You get to come out. So part of that journey was now I help women. Like I kind of want to call it soul rehab. Mm. It's like, you get to let all the parts out the crazy, the hysterical, the ones that want to be with the earth or the nature, like who want to get in touch with their spirit animal, whatever you want, but you get to be it. Like if you feel it on your heart and it's calling you forward, yeah. you get to let it out. And I realized that there's so many, Simon gave me in that container. He like opened up this space for me to evolve. And I remember the first time I read this book, um, by, uh, Mercedes Kirkle, it's called, um, oh shoot. I think it's like the heart beckons or the river of love. It's called the river of love, I think. Um, but it was like my first spiritual book that getting back to like Jesus Christ and the Magdalene's and, and on the back of it, I was like, gosh, she's really interesting. And I looked to see if she had a course and I'm like, oh, she does have a course. That's interesting. But at that time, like, Ooh, 3000 for me at the moment, 
that was way back. This life has changed a lot. Yeah. <laughs> for that time, I was like, there's no way I can throw $3,000, 3000 for a year. And this is a year course for like, oh my gosh, that's so affordable these days. <laughs> I know like what? Um, steal. Take it. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I couldn't, I didn't want to do that for myself to give yeah. myself that gift. And then Simon, one day sitting in the chair, he's like, he hands me his phone, take a look at this. And I look and it says, congratulations, welcome. You were in <sighs> Simon happened to know that the trainer, he worked with her before. And he's like, can I, I'd love to do some videography for you. If we can get my girlfriend into your, your training. And it was an Ascension training on chakras and 3d to 40. And I had no idea what I was getting myself into, Yeah, but I learned compassionate communication along the way. And I learned how to, how to meet my needs, like what my needs are. When you're feeling emotionally triggered, you have a need that's not being met Mm. and how to like connect those two. And so from that moment on, I saw that Simon had opened up this safe container. And from then on, I was like, on fire. So I was an interior design and doing upholstery and I was like, that's it. I'm done. I'm focusing only on helping women get on fire with their spirit and like have a soul rehab. Like, and for women in that time, it was like, I'll just help divorce women because like, that's where I was at the time. But really yeah. it was any woman who goes through a traumatic time period or is going through a part in their life where you're unhappy and you know, you're bypassing life mm. or you feel like the, the deepest pain for me was a soul betrayal pain. Like I am not, I'm betraying myself and there's like this deep sadness. And I used to cry for days over it. Like as if I was gaslighting me. Wow. And I was like, that's it. I get, to, I get to teach women how to get out of that, how to connect to nature, how to, to find themselves again. And, and it's not, in a way where you have to believe in spirits and all the things like <laughs> it gets to be your way. Um, and so that's where I am now. And I love and, that. Yeah. And I, I love crystals. crystals. I was like, Oh, <laughs> I got it. Like, it's like, if you're into crystals or horses, I'm your girl. I'm your girl. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I, uh, you know, I've really tried to get into crystals and, and I have nothing against them. It's just, I go into the shops that have like all these stones everywhere. And I was like, so are these real or did it's you, overwhelming. Like, did you make them up? Like, and it's so funny, you know, for it's, it's just funny. And this is why I love, um, I have a friend of mine who's big into crystals and moon stuff. And, and I, I am absolutely open and for the listeners who are listening to this, there's no offense meant whatsoever. I'm absolutely <laughs> open to it. But for those of you who are similar to me, that's kind of like, yeah, I'm open to it, but it's a lot to take in. <laughs> it's a lot of knowledge. You go into one of those shops and it's like, every oh, yeah. crystal has this magical message to it. It's yeah. like, this one is designed for inner healing and strength. And this one is well, designed for that. And it's, it's amazing. I love it genuinely, but I am also like, is it though? <laughs> like, so it before our, before we hit, we started recording, um, we were talking about like, what's, what do we see? Like yeah. in our, when we're asleep in our dreams and what's real and what's not real. How do we trust it? I had a meditation because I was practicing meditation through that program every day. Like wow. that's what I would did every day at breath work, Kriya breath work, breath work got me out of a lot of my pain. Breath works intense. Breath works intense. And it's amazing. And I think it's the most powerful thing you have is your breath. Mm-hmm. But the, I had a meditation and I saw myself in a white space with a crystal bowl doing sound healing and crystals on people. And I had no idea what it meant, but I was like, okay, 
I just put in, I put a note in it, like noting it. Thank you. And a week later, a crystal course pops up on my screen. I was like, are you reading my mind now? And then I signed up for it and ended up becoming a certified crystal healer. It's like, a oh my gosh, healer. perfect. But if you fast forward it, I actually was in a yoga center room is completely white and I'm doing, I used to up until COVID happened every full moon, I would hold a ceremony where I would do a sound healing. Every woman would be on the ground and I was laying stones on them uh-huh. and I would be praying over them. And we do like a meditation and prayer over them. And, and what I love about crystals is that it's 100% science-based. Everybody like gets really into the metaphysicals and like woo yeah. parts, but there is pure science behind it. And that's where I geek out. Cause I'm like, Oh, I can prove to you how this works, why this works with your body. And so if people are interested in that, um, we'll talk about how to reach and reach out to yeah, me, but I, I, do, was gonna teach, say, I do teach it. I teach you, how to do it. You and I will schedule a crystal session together and you can teach me all about it. Cause I'm, I'm actually fascinated about it too. And as you'd mentioned before, before we jumped on this podcast recording, we talked all about, uh, you know, the, what's real, what's not real, does it matter? And, and it's interesting, you know, even as a hypnotherapist, I've seen and experienced things that I'm like, wow, that's, that's a little out there from my past self, you know, the past version of me in this life of like, well, you know, and never, never imagined that I'd be open to all these concepts. But I think what's so amazing is that, uh, I can get behind anything, absolutely anything. Like if you told me that like going and crushing grapes with my feet and making wine and then like singing and screaming, like howling at the moon at the top of my lungs at the same time would cause inner healing, then I would do it. Like I would, I, I believe that it's not the medium that you use. Mm. It's the healing that you get from it. And that's, what's incredibly powerful to me is that now I think so many people are being open to creating experiences, creating yeah. healing experiences. Yeah. It's, and it's all about the intention. Yeah. It's really, it's like, if you're allowed, you're allowing yourself, you're saying, yes, yes, I want healing. Yes. And it comes in all so many ways. Like, I love that you put up howling to the moon. Cause I remember an experience where someone's asking me what I want. And <laughs> I started screaming. I want to howl at the moon. I want to be naked in with the sky and the moon, I want to run into the ocean naked. I want to howl at the moon. I want to be with the earth. And I actually screamed, I want to be a witch. And I had no idea what I was talking about. (laughs) (laughs) But the funny thing was not even a year later, I was teaching. I have a course occasionally that I throw up and I teach as a webinar. It's called the natural witch. And I was teaching on how to be a natural witch. I was like, that is hilarious. Yeah. No, it's like, it's not hilarious, but like, wow, the power of my words that I ended up teaching this course because the word witch triggered me. Mm. And because I was raised evangelical Christian and very, very, very like pretty strict thought process. And, and so Actually, I would love to speak on that really quickly because go, go for it. Um, I realize when I will close the loop on this, I trust, I trust <laughs> myself. Um, when I met my husband now, Simon, I remember walking into his bedroom and uh, above his bed was where he was supposed to put his bed. It was like, where, it was this special room where there was this platform for his bed, but instead of his bed, he had an entire altar 
this huge altar and we're talking to, you know, closeted spirits, closeted, spiritual, closeted Christian, like I'm hiding it all in. You're seeing this massive altar, like, Oh, (laughs) and then I was like seeing, cause it had, they had, Oh my God. It had like Kuan Yin and Isis and the fertility, um, statue. And it had every, all of these people and beings, even lady Mary or everybody else calls her mother Mary. Mm. And, and it had feathers and all these crystals and stones. And it was just, it's seven feet long. It was massive. (laughs) And I looked at him, I was like, Oh my God, I don't know if I'm right for this person. Like this is, this is a lot. And then I took me a few days and I actually was getting curious and you left me, you leave me in the room a lot. Sometimes I'm just be sitting there curious and it hit me like with a ton of bricks. Everything on that altar was a woman. It was mm. every symbol of a woman. It was from fertility to death to birth. And I started crying because I had realized that growing up, I had pretty much told myself women are bad they cause harm. I mean, you know, you have, um, in the, in Eden, um, what's her name? Eve at Eve. Thank you. Eve, who was the one who caused all of the pain. Like Mm -hmm. women are like, we're the ones who have to cover ourselves up even before Islam. I studied Islam for, for, well, part of my Arabic background was studying history of Islam. And, um, the covering of oneself was before Islam. It came in Christianity. It actually was way before and that we're covering ourselves so that god forbid a man look at us and like have to jump on us and you know like so like women are the problem you're the problem you're the problem you're hysteric you're you're a witch you're uncontrolled and i realized like oh my god in my own mind i had made women the problem like women, you can't trust a woman they're all bad they all have this other idea of they're gonna come and get you and it was this huge aha for me. I was like, mm. oh my God. And that seeing that in myself, like I've made me the problem. Like I'm the one who's always the wrong and then the bad. Wow. And so that was that full awakening with him. And shoot, and I forgot where I started with that. Um with but, the altars losing it, awakening, you know, yeah. thing. Was it was he the right person for you? You know, like all of those things. Yeah. He just opened a whole different perspective because he saw women, he was raised very differently. Um, and he saw me as like a goddess, like, and I was like, that's weird. No, (laughs) that's weird. Well, you are a goddess, Brittany. Come on. And so now it's like just noticing those triggers. Like, where do you, where do you see something that you don't believe? Like, Oh, I don't know. That might not be me. That's a little weird. And this allowing yourself to say, why? why is it weird? Mm. Like what is, what is scaring you about this? Cause that scared me. And now, now there is an altar in my office. There's an altar in my bedroom There's an altar, like somewhere in our living room. I have these little mini altars and it's more of a celebration of life. It's a celebration of the woman and celebration of yeah. nature. And, um, and when you're talking about, I don't rec- you don't recognize yourself. Like my husband asked me that all the time. He's like, do you, if, 
if you were to meet yourself now and you go back 10 years, would you recognize it? Like, Oh God, no, no. I was thinking about that the other day. Like uh, even just in, in, would I do the same things that I enjoyed doing then? Probably not. Would I date the same people that I was interested in then? No, hell no. (laughs) Like there's, there's lots of things the evolution, the growth, and even just me as a human, uh, once you get on this journey and just for the listeners and Brittany, I know you can relate to us too. You just keep continuing to evolve. Mm -hmm. And it's not that every day is easy by any means, but every evolution of yourself uh, is absolutely worth it. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't go back. If you said to me, Amy, if you could undo the last 20 years of adulthood, right. Is I'll be 40 uh, or well, by the time this episode comes out, I will be 40. (laughs) And, uh, and it's like, could you go back and undo, if you could go back and undo all that, would you? And as painful as some of the moments were in my life that I went through, and I'm sure you can relate to this too. I wouldn't change it because I, if I had to go through that to get to me and I love me, I love where I'm at now. I love who I am. It's just this aha moment, right? It's like, yeah. yeah, I've evolved. I've grown. Yeah. I've thought about that many times. Like sometimes like, God, I wish Simon would have just showed up sooner. <laughs> if he, if he showed up wouldn't sooner. Have learned. Yeah. Exactly. I wouldn't have got it. And it's like, oh, but that's how yeah. I met you. And that's how this evolved and grew. And no, and that's where I am today. Like I truly believe the pain in this last few years, especially, and I know Amy, we've talked about it. The pain of me realize I've had repressed memories of being molested as a child. And those have come up in the last few years. Yeah. And 38, 37, 38, mostly 38, 39. Oh, wait, how old am I? Somewhere around there. Oh, I know. I'm like, wait, I'm turning 42. So like, I don't know. We're the same age. Yes. And, but I've been in a space where I've wanted to kill myself Mm. and I still, would I redo that? Yes. Because that's how I know I can serve. Like, cause that is, I believe if you are a healer, if you are meant to serve and heal other people, if you, you have to go through the dark night, you have to go through that dark valley of death to get to the green pastures. Like yeah. Psalms 23 is my ultimate favorite. Used to memorize it in uh, my childhood school that we, we were, it was a Christian school. So you had to memorize it. And, <laughs> but that one, it's like, Oh, the valley of death. Like I had to get to that space to understand what real joy was. Yeah. Because now I'm like, Oh, cause I went so deep. I can serve women. I can serve others. And I understand where they are. And also I know how to get out. And I think that's important. If anybody listening is in that pain place where you are considering not living anymore, or you don't think you're worthy, or you're in a place of just heartbreak and sorrow and grief. I don't think we allow speak into grief enough. Yeah. Um, your, your healing and your, you are supposed to be an elder and a wisdom keeper and you're meant to help others. And that those, I think that the women who go through it and men, you're powerful. Wow. Cause you can handle it. We were talking about this right before we started God or universe will never give you anything you can't handle yeah. and you're meant to go through it and you're meant to come out of it and be stronger for other people. 
Uh, I have chills right now. Um, Brittany, for all the listeners, by the way, just a heads up, I'm going to put all of Brittany's contact information in the description of this podcast. You can get a hold of her. Uh, Brittany, share with the listeners what, what services you offer for everyone who wants to get a hold of you, how you know they can start working with you, how, how they can start experiencing joy and healing through you and all the things that you do. Yeah, I have. Well, first I, I do a lot of free offers. I have a lot of free things. I love serving and giving. Um, I do a full moon meditation ceremony live every full moon. Mm. And that's in my link tree, which you'll get. Um, so there's a full moon Just say yes to the full moon service. And you'll get reminded every single time I have a full moon. You also get invited if I have any other ongoing event. Um, I will be having there's some other free things in there. Oh, there's a free grounding meditation. I have pocket meditations that I, um, offer and I like, there's always so many things I'm giving. I know coming up what you're going to have this going April. Um, I'll be having some other things happening. Oh yeah. In April, I'll be having a half day workshop. So if you go in there and hit, if you put your information on anything in there, you're going to join my email list and it'll remind you, but I have a half day workshop coming up. We're going to go deep. It's going to be a mastermind on nature and your chakras and a little bit of crystals. Cause nature's are, nature is crystals, <laughs> but why nature is important to rebalance yeah. around you. And then following that, I'm doing a chakra challenge, which we are doing one chakra a day. So we'll go deep with mm. one a day. And that's a seven day experience all happening in April. Love it. Towards the end. I love it. Well, guys, if you're listening to this, go sign up. The link tree is going to be in the description. All of Brittany's contact is in there as well, too. I'm sure people can just jump on and book a call with you if they want to have more in-depth coaching and training with you. Um, and Brittany, I want to ask you one final question, if that's okay, yeah, uh, for today's episode. I ask this to all of the, the guests that we've had so far. With your entire life, everything you've been through, everything that you've experienced, everything that you've you've gone through the dark night of the soul and risen above. Uh, if you have one message to leave the listeners with today, we've already covered a lot of amazing things, of course, <laughs> but if you have one final overall theme that you have, that you still carry with you and some wisdom that you could impart with our listeners, what would that be? Oh, this poem that I just read a couple of days ago is coming to my mind. Um, and there was a part of the poem that was saying, to unleash your silence. It's mm -hmm. time for you to like, I am a person will tend to be silent when I'm in pain, silent when something's not going right. And I keep it in and I think I got to take care of it all myself. And it's time to unleash it. It's time to let it out. Even if it's just saying I need help hmm. like, or me, but even it's breaking your silence. Cause it's, you're not, you're hurting yourself by keeping it in. I so love that. That'd be the one thing. Thank you so much, Brittany Fentress. Thank you for being here today. I genuinely adore you. And I'm so excited to see everything you're going to grow throughout this year. And mm. let's do it again. This was great. What I love it. I, know. Like, I have so many different like rabbit holes in my life. I guess we can do <laughs> we'll do it. We'll do it. We'll do a, an event together at some point and just invite everybody to come listen to us talk for like three hours. <laughs> That sounds great. <laughs> just, to, just to have like a, a fireside chat for forever. Ooh, yeah. Uh, really fun. All right, Brittany, thank you again. And I'll see you next time. All right. Bye. 
Thank you so much for joining us today on this episode. If you enjoyed it, we would love a five-star review and maybe even a lovely comment. And feel free to share it with all of your friends and family. It's my way of saying thank you. I would love to give you a gift. And that is a copy of my free Creating Instant Confidence Guide, which includes six powerful ways that you can shift your confidence and boost it right now. You can find that link in the description. You can also find a copy over at a higher way of Remember you are one of a kind and absolutely worth it. Thank you again for being here and I'll see you next time.